because Molson is the favorite beer of all Canadians. No, it isn't. It, <laughs> it's not very good. I know it's, it's not. not. Very good. It's not so very let, good. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Hey, this is Matt Stevenson. You are listening to Packers Without Borders, but please don't hold it against me. I just met these guys. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am up here in Canada freezing my freaking freaking ass off. It is minus freaking forever. It is uh, two degrees above. Holy crap. And one degree below. Oh, my gosh. Matt Larson up here. I am joined by Bruce, who is sitting in his backyard, sunshining. I don't even think he's wearing. Are you even wearing any clothes today, Bruce? Jeez, it looks like it's hot out there. Well, we got video, so I'm wearing a sweatshirt, but no pants or underwear. <laughs> you know, we were just talking and we were saying, you know, the, the how relevant the bears are and how it's bear week. It's bear down, it's bear week. And, you know, we'll talk about the bears here, but we wanted to uh, kind of touch on uh, the Vikings and how I successfully predicted the Lions win. I knew it the whole time. It was going to be last second. Like, no, I didn't. I didn't know it was going to be last second like that. But I did, I did call out they were going to beat the Vikings. The Vikings are ripe for the picking. They are right there. And you were talking to a Vikings fan who was talking about whether or not they rebuild or they just drafted another couple of pieces. Honestly, I think the Vikings' best move here is to keep a couple of their pieces and to trade away a couple of their big names and to start again. They've only got a small window here before, you know, we do our transition from, from Rodgers to Love. That year is mm-hmm. going to be bad. And then the next year is going to be even better, right? So now's a great time for them to do something like trade Dalvin Cook. I would trade Dalvin Cook and get a freaking boatload, right? Mm-hmm. Running running backs uh, apparently are a dime a dozen this year. You they're just lined up down the street waiting to waiting to work. Now's your time. You can you could probably get a couple of first rounders or at least one first rounder and a couple of second rounders for Cook. I mean, depending on who's hungry for that guy, I would keep Justin Jefferson. I think Thielen and I think uh, Harrison Smith. I think those are pieces that you could trade and get a few more draft picks. I think there's a handful. I think that old line needs to be completely revamped. I don't know if you keep anybody from that old line. I, I don't know. I don't know. But here's the big difference pieces. between, you know, and I think this is in terms of us versus the NFC North and in general with most teams, it seems like the, the commonality that we've got as, as Packers and why we're spoiled with this is we the whole draft and develop concept we have means we have a very young team all the time. And the problems with the Vikings and the bears and the Browns and all of these teams, Seattle is another one where they hang on to these guys. And if you look at the average age of the Vikings right now, between Kendricks and Barr and every and cousins, right. Who's owed $35 million. So they can't move off of him yet, but keeping those guys around, 
not necessarily past their prime, right? But like you're saying, trade away those pieces like Dalvin Cook while they're still holding value. Trade away. Um, you might not get anything for Kendricks, but don't bring him back. Things like that to make sure that you make your roster younger than what it is, which is what the Packers have always done, right? That's why, despite all of these injuries to these players that we've got, and look, they're young players, man. I mean, Jair, we're going to have to pay, but he's a young player. Z Smith is somewhat young. You know, he's older. I mean, he hurt himself, but we've got younger players. And that's the biggest difference that these guys are hanging on, hoping that it's one more run, one more run. And the Rams are starting to get there now. The Chiefs are starting to get there now too, right? Where they're starting to keep players or bring in these older veterans to try to shore stuff up. And the problem is those guys are too much money and you can't sustain a roster that way. And they need to do what the Dolphins did, right? The Dolphins gave away everything and ended up acquiring a ton of first and second round picks. They've missed on it because their GM sucks ass, but you know, he's, he's doing a decent job of say sustaining it. And is this interesting in this conversation with this uh, Vikings fan who was actually level headed and, you know, he started going down the negativity road and I, I chirped back with some positive stuff, you know, not trying to be antagonistic. And then he kind of got into a conversation and by the end of it, I mean, there were people chiming in and they started talking about Minnesota versus fucking whatever Wisconsin. I'm like, yeah, that has nothing to do with the Packers. But anyway, um, it was interesting when I asked him, I said, so honest question, is it rebuild time for you? Or are you just one piece away? And he was one of those that said, no, man, we need to tear this fucker down, but I don't think they're willing to do it. And I hope they don't. And they still think that they're in it just like the bears to think they're just one piece away. And Nagy just confirmed just, that Justin Fields is starting on Sunday. Holy Christ. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. And I know that these teams, I mean, Minnesota, they are hanging on that bubble. They are fighting for their dear lives. And I say, we put, we put our foot on their heads and we just drowned them January 2nd. There's no playoffs for you. Uh, I know that the uh, uh, Lions would love to play the upsetter, the disruptor of the apple cart, and maybe win a couple more games at the end of this season and throw a couple of teams out of the playoffs on their own. That would be fantastic. Chicago, they're on that edge. You know, if Chicago goes straight on through with wins, they could get themselves in the playoffs. They're only one game back of Minnesota, and Minnesota's mm-hmm. on the bubble. And we still got, what, five – Five games left. Five five games. Five games left, right? They could you could easily win five games in a row. Chiefs just won five games in a row. Yep. And talking about the end of the season, the the one thing I've noticed that I am not liking about putting these division games at the end of the season. I like one, but you look at the Cowboys, they play it's basically, you know, it's Washington, Philly, Washington, Philly, and then the Giants. It's it's some stupid, ridiculous, like you play the same team within two weeks. So I'd much rather. Yeah, I I get that you spread it out. I get you. And if you look at the Bucs, the Bucs have got the same thing. What do they play? Carolina back to back or something like that? And and these last these last five games for the Bucs are a cakewalk. It's the Saints. It's Carolina twice. You know, it's these teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. They're they're cruising in. No problem. They're going to be using the practice squad, warming guys up. Right now, at the same time, the Packers, we've got the Browns, we've got the Ravens, and then we see everyone in our division one more time. Right. 
So we've got the potential here to drop one. I think, you know, I've said it before, we, we might drop one to the Ravens. At the same time, when you get into those playoffs and you start getting into those deeper rounds of the playoffs, not the wild card, not the first round, but when you get into that second round of the NFC Championship, these are teams you haven't seen as much of. These are teams that you're not as used to as much, right? Like we're going to see Tampa. We're going to see the, the Rams or somebody in the second round, right? Mm-hmm. These it, It's good to be playing other teams because then you get that the game plan change, the game plan changes. There can't, you know, you get all on top of it. You, you, you look for any and every type of surprise that you could possibly find. I mean, you get really engaged when you play, you know, when the, and this is what I'm afraid of here is maybe the, the Packers come out a little bit flat footed because it's the bears and we could beat the bears. The bears are easy peasy lemon squeezy. Uh, I don't want to see anybody slacking off on their homework or their game film. I want them taking this hundred percent seriously. And it, and it's tough to take it that serious when you play a team that you consistently beat all the time and you might get lulled into some sort of sleep, right? I mean, look at the Vikings last week. Jeez, they were down by 20 points all of a sudden. You know, in terms of looking at lulling to sleep, I think that's the biggest difference with this team right now is I don't see that happening. And I know historically everybody's kind of pointing to how we've played in the regular season after a bye and how he's never won you also remember the playoff games where we had a first round bye and we played the Rams and we played the Seahawks and we came out guns a blazing. So it's not, I, I don't put a lot of stock into that. And I think this team is different, man. Like the, again, I've said this all season. I truly believe that the biggest difference between the last two years and this year with the Packers is the fact that you've got a team that with Despite all the injuries, despite all the adversity, all of the offseason challenges, everything that's been going on through the course of the year, they haven't missed a beat, man. I mean, the games that we've lost, I mean, it was a fourth preseason game, right, that we lost, really. And we, you talked about not preparing and not playing preseason and how that was. So that was our fourth preseason game. The second loss was we did not have our any of our – cornerbacks we did not have our best edge rusher we did not have our quarterback and lost that game and it and we missed and it was a missed field goal you know like it wasn't two missed field goals it was not like a blowout where we got our asses kicked and this last loss to the vikings we dropped six interceptions missed the field goal and lost on the last second thing so it's not that they're not showing i know I, i have a feeling that we're just right there, but I don't think it's an, I don't think it's a lull. We're going to, we're going to take anything for granted. I think that they see the number one seed is a possibility. The Cardinals have a harder schedule than we do. I mean, we're right in there, right? Like they've got um, the Rams again, which we'll see what comes up with that. They've got Seattle, Seattle, as much as they're a hot garbage team, you see what they just did to the Niners, you know, so there's, they're going to drop at least one. And we need to run the table in order to get that one seed, right? And when you look at the the Ravens, I started really looking at them carefully because that was the game I was worried about. Dude, they just lost Marlon Humphreys, their cornerback, their number one cornerback, which, who was not playing well anyway. He was grading in the 40s. You know, his best grade was a 70 all year that he's had in coverage. So even though his he's a big name guy, he's not performing to what he is. And now you're talking about, a hot garbage corner. So 
and Lamar's just not playing well. They don't have a running game. So I'm not worried. Like I, I just, I mean, I'm going to be worried just because it's, it's crunch time. Right. But we have a really good opportunity to run the table. And I think if anything, if we come in to the last game of the season with the same record as the the Cardinals, we're going to get that number one seed, man. We're only a half game behind. We have the head to head, right? And then the conference, we're ahead of the Tampa because of conference records. So we're up a game on them in terms of conference. So if we lose to the Ravens, it does not affect our seeding in the playoffs, right? Because the AFC teams are the ones we're concerned about. I mean, unless we drop one to Minnesota or we drop one to the Lions here in the last few weeks, but it's, it's AFC and we've got it, you know, we're at home most of the way. So I don't think there's going to be a lull, man. And, and it, I just, I like the vibe of this team heading into these last five weeks. You know, um, we've got the Bears coming. And uh, it's uh, Bears and Packers time, the uh, team that Aaron Rodgers owns, and uh, by default, all the Packers, now new shareholders, we own them as well. The uh, record between the uh, Bears and Packers is 102, 95, and 6, and that's in favor, of course, of the Packers. For the longest time, it was the other way. I mean, those of you that have been fans for more than uh, three minutes, would understand that uh, the Bears used to just beat us, okay? Uh, the longest wing streak for the Bears was eight games in a row. That's from 1985 until 88. The longest win streak from the Packers, 1994 to 98, that's 10 games. So we, we've got two more game win streak. And, of course, 85 to 88, that's when the Bears were winning their Super Bowl. 94 to 98, that's when the Packers were winning their Super Bowl, right? The current win streak, of course, five games in a row for the Packers, right? Aaron Rodgers' record is 22-5. and five. It is the third best winning percentage by a quarterback against a single opponent since 1950 with a minimum of 25 starts. Of course, the guy that owns uh, more wins against a single team would be Tom Brady, but he wears that like a badge. It's the Jets. Everybody and their dog have been beating the Jets for since Joe Namath, right? Since the butt fumble. So if we put okay. this together, the Bears are the Jets. Yeah, the Bears are the Jets. The Bears are basically the Jets. Uh, <laughs> uh, who has more championships, the Bears or the Packers? Okay, so here we go. So the uh, Chicago Bears have 10 league championships. Now, we have to remember when you talk Chicago and when you talk Green Bay, we have a long history. We're not these teams that have just been around since the Super Bowl area. We've been around since football was a scratch in its daddy's pants, right? So the Bears have 10 league championships and one Super Bowl win, 1995. The Packers, 13 league championships, four Super Bowl wins, 66, 67, 96, and 2010. How do you like that? Dude, the history is rich with this, and it's always fun because you never know what's going to happen. It's been such a joy to play the Bears these last few years because they're usually close games, but there's yeah. just that dagger that we put into them where it just it's just the knife's already in them. And every time we play them, it's just like another little twist and push, twist and push, twist and push. And 
it makes them or the fans focus like, and we talked about this before, right? When we played the Vikings, when we, and I'm not even going to pick on the lions because they're not, they always play as tough, but in our division. And I think it's similar to when Brady was with the Patriots and what the Patriots are now in that division, those teams aspire to just their super bowl or their greatest win is taking out the Packers, right? For the Vikings and the Bears. They don't care if they don't make the playoffs. If they go 2-0 yeah. against the Packers and don't make the playoffs, they will talk shit for the next five years. There's when a parade. Even, there's right? a parade. Right? Yeah, there's a parade. They, I mean, they're, they're still talking crash, and they lost to the Lions, and they're still blah, 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 blah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Look around. You can't see the forest for the trees. You, you can't smell the own on your knees, right? Like you are clearly lost in a trance here. And it, it may be that chant. It may be that chant. I, I'm going to blame the horn, but it might be that chant. You know, just the whole fact that they're blowing a horn constantly, just. Why is it to, when you I score, can't. the first thing you want to do is blow on something. That's all I want to know. Why? I mean, when I score, I want to jump up and cheer. They want to run to something big and phallic and blow on it as hard as they can. I mean, that's that's just me, right? I've they also like got swapping another, saliva. I, I guess. I guess. I mean, that's why they cheer for a team with a single sperm on the side of the helmet. I mean, that's I right, guess buddy. it's the, the race to the finish or something, right? I don't I don't get it, right? You know why uh, you know why uh, Vikings uh, players and uh, you know why the Vikings don't eat cereal? Why? When they get close to the bowl they choke i never heard that you've never heard that i'm it's the only, one who's it's nothing told but that joking. joke it, it, it wasn't you it was oh. me and as we start looking at saturday um you know it, before we we get a final i guess what we call an injury report right but right now here's what's interesting and pretty positive that Bakhtiari, it seems like the, the rumblings out of Green Bay is that he is not going to be back. So we're down to two, right? We're down to Zadarius Smith and Jair, who is, are still technically on IR, can be activated, can do what they're going to do, right? But Jordan Love obviously out. So I'm excited to see the, the Kurt Benkert as a number two QB. Hopefully it's a blowout and he gets a little bit of play, play time. Just that dude is a fan favorite. Love that guy. But on the, you know, on the Bears side, here's the concern that they should have. When Akeem Hicks plays for them, they are a completely different defense. And he's questionable. And I'm sure he's going to do everything in his power to come back and try to play through this. But, you know, Marquis Goodwin is, is also questionable. But, you know, Akeem Hicks, I think, is, is the critical guy that's going to be possibly missing on the bears and how different that defense is. Right. But Allen Robinson, again, questionable. I think he's mailed it in for this team. They should have traded him away. I don't know why they didn't. didn't. No, he, he wanted to stay with an elite quarterback. Yeah. Well, great choice. Great choice. It should not have been the player's choice. It should have been the bears being smart and dumping him and getting a haul for a, a, a very good wide receiver, man. I mean, he's solid, you know, he, this year he's been injured, but a lot of that, again, I don't know how much he's mailing it in just because he wants to get paid. He's not going to put his body out there and get it demolished. Right. And then Damien Williams, the running back is questionable. doesn't matter. David Montgomery's a stud and we're going to have to stop him going to be important. And Andy Dalton is questionable, which is maybe why fields is 
is the one who's just on a pain tolerance issue going to play. So, you know, but Jordan Love, Bach, Rogers, Zadarius, and Jair. And it, so that's been all season, right? It's been the same thing other than Love, but Love played one game. I mean, and here's my concern. And we've covered the spread all but one game this season. We are favored by 12 and a half points. I know. I know that bothers me. I hate that, it when we're, when we're over favored like that, because that means we're going to underperform. And, you know, we talked about how that magic number for winning last year was 30 points, right? As long as we hit 30 points, we would win. And this year our points per game is down to 23.6 points per game, you know, but the bears can't score 17. They're at 16.8. Here's the beauty. Our points allowed per game are 20.2 and this vaunted, you know, Chicago Bears defense, 23.9 total yards. Um, the Bears do have an edge on us, but that's because of the way our defense is designed, right? We just let them matriculate down the field, but we just don't give up those big plays up until the last, you know, Van Jefferson toasted us a little bit there. And, and last week we, it, it was a little bit frustrating again to see you guys get behind the defense. Um, so the yards don't concern me too much, but they they're averaging less than 200 passing yards per game to our 261. I um, saw a stat that they were actually less. They were moving the ball less than the 1948 team. It was like one, it was like 168 yards or something that they were moving on average. Nagy's offense does 168 yards and the team in 1948 averaged 174. Like it is that bad. Yeah, it's it bad. It's bad. So they're not a good team. And maybe that's no. why it's 12 and a half, but that, that number scares me. It's a, it's a division game against the bears. And as much as I'm confident, we're going to walk away with the win. I don't know if we're going to, I'm starting to think, and it's been coming to my head and we'll talk predictions on Saturday, but the number floating around in my brain is 35 to 10, man. Like I, it might be like a, there's something Vegas knows that's, moving the money where they're saying, yeah, bet, bet on the bears because they're going to cover. And it might be 35 to 10 by the end of the day. I think they're going to run the shit out of Dylan this game. I think they're going to, they're going to use Jones, but they're going to spread him out and keep him a little bit healthy. He's still not fully recovered from his knee. I think we're just going to ram it down their throats. Not, not Patriot style, right? 36 rushes, three pass attempts 40, in a 46 times, 46 times, was it 46. Six. So was it only Ramondre to get 36? Yeah. And you know what? I it mean, the best is, is how fucking Bill Belichick is such a great troll. He's wearing the Navy, uh, uh, the mask. And that's from, he, he took their entire offense and he put it right there and he beat Sean McDermott with that offense. I mean, this goes to show you, right? When you see the Wildcat, remember the Wildcat came out, Miami was doing the Wildcat and they had Ricky Williams and they had the other guy. Yep. And they were like, oh, what's the Wildcat? Oh, nobody knows what to do. And then somebody goes, well, actually the running, the Wildcat was ran in the 50s. It was ran in the late 60s. Right. You know, people don't, they get, they get the blinders on and they go, this is what a team will do. They'll never do this. They'll never do this. The best part is, is you had to know that Buffalo defense was like, they couldn't possibly run it one run more it again. time and they and, and they did and they were like there's no way they would run it again but bam they ran it again like belichick he's gonna take that team they're first in their division right now he's gonna take that team he's gonna take them far especially if they can run the ball 
on the Buffalo defense like that. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, I here's mean, what's interesting, though. You know, everything's starting to kind of come into shape. The first few weeks, and especially the first half of the season, you think you know who a team is. But once you start getting in December and the cold and the pressure of the playoffs and the pressure on the team, the Bills have allowed over 220 yards rushing in the last two weeks. Same thing, you know, when you look at the Chiefs that we, when we saw them, that defense was not good, right? And now, they're turning a corner a little bit. So I'm a little bit concerned about the Chiefs coming on now. You know, Mahomes is starting to look good. And this is the AFC side, right? On the NFC side, you looked – I was a little bit concerned about the 49ers, but as long as they have Garoppolo, I don't think they're going to get any better. I, I think at this point they should have probably already started playing Trey Lance to see what they got because even if you go 500, at least you gave your rookie some experience. The teams that I, I'm not worried about, the Rams, we've already done it to them once. We're going to do it again. Their they're all-in mode is not it, – it's Tampa for me that I'm yeah. concerned about, and yeah. it's because their defensive front is amazing. You can't run against them. And even though the back end is completely destroyed and demolished, they still find a way to win. And those are the teams that I'm concerned about. Just like us, right? We might, we're in the conversation for being the best team. And it's nice that the NFL media and, and all these talking heads have kind of come around to start noticing, oh, wait, that's a pretty good team they got up in there in Green Bay, right? Because at yeah. first it was excuses. They're not the best team because they're injured. Well, every team is injured. It's what oh, you yeah. do when you are injured and when oh, a team yeah. can step up and give all of these rookies and these free agents and these late-round picks um, and undrafted free agents like Chris Barnes, dude, these guys that come in and contribute and get those valuable staffs by the time they get to the playoffs it's a completely different animal man i mean we've only yeah. got mason crosby and aaron Rodgers left on this team from that super bowl yeah well and that's you win the super bowl and suddenly every player gets to put on his resume super bowl winner and that suddenly means my dollars go up and before you realize it, it the team has just got to be dispersed right yeah. like you, you can't and that's look at Look at the uh, look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going through that right now, right? Like mm -hmm. at the end of this year, the Chiefs are about to lose a lot more players, right? Just to make their salary cap. I mean, if you look at the the Packers for next year, and this is just saying Adams gets twenty five a year, okay? Mm -hmm. This is just saying Jair gets fifteen, okay? We're at with Adams, Jair, Rogers, Clark, and Smith. We're at ninety seven million dollars on five players. Yep, and it's two hundred eight million is what the projected cap is going to be. So we've got we've got forty four other players we have to sign with half that with half the cap money. Like this is why I am convinced some of these guys we're we're not going to see a couple of these guys in a Packers uniform next year. Preston's going to go somewhere and get paid. He's playing like a man that wants to get paid. He took the discount to show that he's still available and still good. And he did his job, you know, and now with Rashawn Gary playing the way that he is, he's expendable. Same thing with Z, right? Like that, that's the concern with Z's back. We love him. He's a fan favorite, but a lot of times we do keep these guys not too long, but long enough because of the chemistry in the, in the locker room. And especially to keep Rogers happy, um, because the only way that this is going to happen, and I was 
very optimistic that Rodgers was going to be back. But I think, and, and this Vikings fan that we were talking about earlier posed a question. He's like, do you think Rodgers is coming back? And I said, at this point, I'm 50-50 because of our cap. And here's the problem. He said, he's always said, it's not about the money. Well, show us it's not about the money, right? Yeah, because he's never it. done it. Prove it. And if he's not, and he's not shown any inkling of any way that he's going to take a hometown discount to stay with the Packers, he's going to go get paid somewhere else. If he genuinely wants to become the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks in Packers lore, right? Where he can outduel Bart Starr and outduel um, Brett Favre in terms of where he is on the totem pole, because he's three. As great yeah. as he is, he is number three in the, in, in yeah. the eyes of any Packer fan that was born before 1993, yeah. right? 100%. 100%. I, 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 I applaud you 100%. I am Mick Stevenson, and I listen to Packers Without Border podcast, and I'm a complicated fellow. You know, if you like the Packers Without Borders with uh, me, Matt, and of course, my good buddy Bruce in El Paso, and uh, the stuff that we, the content that we do, and some of the jokes and hilarious stuff. Do us a favor: hit that like button, hit that retweet button, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget, you can go on to Anchor. There's a uh, subscription. You could also uh, uh, help pay to sponsor, keep the show going. You can do iTunes. You can do Spotify. We're on. Every platform you can possibly imagine, but really iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. If you guys can go in there and subscribe, retweet, help us out. That would be fantastic. You can follow Matt at LarsonMatt2 on Twitter, and you can follow me at Bruce Edmonds on Twitter as well. We love you guys. Really appreciate the support. Peace. Go Pack Go. Yeah, hello everybody. You're listening to Packers Without Borders. I'm Peter from the UK. Go Pack Go. He doesn't, and everybody goes, oh, well, if you look at his touchdown to inter, I, I don't give a shit if he threw 100 touchdowns to zero interceptions. You need to go to Super Bowls. You need to win Super Bowls. You need to, you know, you, you need to do stuff like, you need to, how about lead, lead our team in passing yards? How about that? Brett Favre did that. How about lead our team? And you know what I mean? There's a handful of stats you need to put your name on. Mm-hmm. And and he hasn't done that yet, because that's that's the conversation with Rogers now, right? It's are you gonna are you gonna finish your career here, and are you gonna start knocking down those age old, the most historic franchise records that exist? That's are you that guy? And that's that's where I'm fifty fifty because he's a weird bird or an odd bird or whatever you want to call it. He's a complicated fellow. He's a complicated fellow. That's the thing. You look at Tom Brady <laughs> and what he did in, in New England. He took a quote-unquote pay cut. He made his money. He was fine. But what did he do? He gave up $20 million a year to get all these guys paid to keep the team together around him. He did the same thing when he showed up to Tampa. He's making money, but he's already made enough money. He's not. He already knows he's filthy fucking rich. You know, yeah. and when you look at Rodgers, he's – Owner, of, he's part owner of the Bucks. What more do you need, man? Think you talk about legacy and you talk about how much that's important to you, and that he's aware of every single record and when he's going to break it and when he's not. There was an interview with Gronk 
this last week that was fucking awesome. And I, I, I just, I love that dude, man. Like, I just, yeah. I want to go have a yeah. beer with him. But yeah. he literally, he knew exactly what Tony Gonzalez has done. And the reason, even though he's hurt and he's fighting through everything and he took money and took less and did everything to come back and play is because he's concerned about his legacy as an NFL player. And that's something that Rogers, as concerned as he is, you know what, man? then if it's not about the money and it's about being the greatest quarterback in NFL history, it's not going to happen because regardless of what happens, Tom Brady has Super Bowls, which are extremely hard to come by, as we know. With two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks, we have two Super Bowls. So for that dude to dominate the way he has shows that it's not just him, right? I mean, Andy Reid's fucking retired at this point and basically gave the keys to Brady and Brady's running that team and said, you bring Gronk and you bring Antonio Brown and you bring this and you bring this and you do that. And what did they bring Fournette? Bang, from Jacksonville. A dude that was supposedly washed up in a joke turns out to be one of the best running backs in the league. Why? Because he has that mentality, and that's the one thing I want to see from Rodgers these last few games. You know, I, I know you're less optimistic. I think you're less than 50% that he's coming back, but I'm at 50-50 right now. Even if they if, win the Super Bowl or lose it, I think it's going to be the same outcome. I don't think it makes a difference because if it's about legacy, he's going to focus on that as opposed to money, and we need that I, money to pay these guys. I think if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, there isn't a chance, a snowball's chance in hell that he's coming back, period. I mean, especially after all of this drama and the whole offseason and the drama all and the and the vaccine immunized and the get Cobb, get this guy, Clee Matthews, blah, 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 blah. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl, I mean, hey, all right, I'll see you later. I guess he's just going to leave and go somewhere else and struggle with them. Or maybe he'll just retire. You know, some of these guys, they just retire. Look at BJ Raj, grabbed himself a whole bunch of money, got himself a Super Bowl and said, adios, guys, see you later. Right? Maybe Which he might do. He might do that. And you know what? If he does that, hey, hats off, man. Great career. Fantastic career. You'll be in the Hall of Fame. You'll be one of the greatest Packers to ever play the game, and you'll be forever known for that. I think that if he wins the Super Bowl, then it becomes 50-50. Okay. Because here – and here's the mentality. You want to be – Aaron Rodgers wants to be like Michael Jordan, like Wayne Mm -hmm. Gretzky – He wants Mm -hmm. to have the ball in his hands with no time left. And he makes that three pointer that wins the game. And that's the end of that. Mm -hmm. Right. He he wants to be that guy that made that shot that threw that Super Bowl, that threw the touchdown that won the Super Bowl. And then he walks off the field. You want to go out after a big gunfight like that, the winner, you don't want to go whimpering away in the playoffs. So if he loses in the playoffs, I think he comes back next year. I don't think it's with the Packers. If he wins the Super Bowl, now he's got himself a really tough decision because you might come back next year and not make the playoffs. You might come back next year and not win the Super Bowl. Look at Brett Favre. I mean, he wins the Super Bowl. We were the most dominant team in the NFL during those years. He wins three back to back to back MVPs in a row. He was a heads and tails better than anybody else in the league those years. And in his second year, he throws the ball short on fourth and three in the red zone against Denver to end the game. Yeah. Right. Like. You, you, and you, it wasn't you him. That's know. the thing is these guys know it was Reggie White. It was Charles Woodson. Right. Yeah. This year, it's quite honestly. Devondre Campbell, Roswell Douglas, um, Amos Gary. is playing. Gary's just the team that we have. I mean, dude, 
off of practice squads coming in and yeah. genuinely winning games for us. He sees that. He obviously sees that. He's talked up Roswell Douglas and saying, how the fuck was this guy on the practice squad? Same thing with Campbell. He's like, dude, we haven't had this since Clay, right? Like he starts talking that way. So he knows what he has. He knows it's his best shot since that last Super Bowl run. And, and I remember that year so vividly because I got to shave my cousin's head, dude. He was a Cowboys fan and we were out of the playoffs. And he said, we're going to run the table comment, right? And it was the R-E-L-A-X, all those talks, all those things. I remember I told my cousin because we were playing pool and we were getting fucking drunk and we were talking shit. He's like, dude, you guys suck. I was like, I bet you that we're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, that's how I felt with that team because you could tell the gelling, the vibing in that team. And it's similar here. But then again, there's always that team, right? That's that, that Tampa, that San Francisco. The Green Bay doesn't have to be the best team in the league to win. They have to, that's the playoffs. It's one and done, right? You can, that, that's what's beautiful about the NFL. It's not three out of five. It's who shows up that day. You just need a ticket to the dance and you and you too can go home with the prettiest girl, right? Like that's the whole, just get, just get you, get in. And a yeah. lot of the times, a lot of the times the number one seed doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, right? A lot of the times, look at when we won, we barely made the playoffs. We, we were, were the wild, wild card. card. Yep. How about both times that the Giants won theirs? Wild cards, right? Philadelphia, wild card. Like, all you need is to get into the playoffs and then get hot. Or, or heading into it, right? Because you're on you're on a burner going into the playoffs. You guys are feeling good. You've got your vibe just like preseason coming into the first season where you've got some momentum before that first game. Same thing, the, these last few games. And it starts this week, man, with Bears week. And I joke around, it's it's another bye week for us. But, dude, we need to, we need to show up. We need to yeah. blow these fuckers out. We have not had what other than the Lions in that in that blowout victory who else have we blown out i mean we dominated seattle right but we scored 17 points yeah. uh, but what other blowout like okay this team is firing on all cinder cylinders type of win have we had all season we haven't had a firing on all cylinders win this year. i don't know that 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 rams game was pretty close that rams game was pretty close i mean if you think about how they got most of their points late in the third, in the fourth, because we were so far ahead. I mean, at one point after the Rasul Douglas touchdown, it was like, all right, this is now yeah, becoming you're right. out of hand. That, that this was is now getting out of hand. I you're mean, right. we were we were at uh, we were what tw- twenty points ahead of them after that Rasul Douglas uh, touchdown, mm-hmm. twenty four points ahead or something. That thing was done. The defense yeah, shifted cl- into close. neutral. You're right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. The defense shifted into neutral. The game was well out of hand. And it got a little bit tight at the end because maybe the defense played a little lackadaisical because the offense was moving the ball and, you know, Crosby only missed one. And, oh, I this is – I mean, this has got to be Crosby's last year. And you know what? I love this guy out of Boston College. This kid, I remember his very first kick. It was like 42 yards into the wind in Lambeau, September – Right. Yep. Like the crowd yep. is just pumped. And I thought if this kid hits this, he's going to be a good kicker. And man, he smoked it right down the middle. Right. Like, I yeah, think I mean, this is yeah. his last. They win a Super Bowl and we're going to see certain players walk mm-hmm. off the field. Right. Okay. We're going to see we're going to see Mercedes Lewis say thank you very much, Green Bay, and walk away. 
We're going to see Crosby. If we get a Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. If we get a Super Bowl. If we get if, a Super Bowl. If we don't, yep. I see Mercedes possibly playing one or two more years, depending on how long Rodgers decides to stay there. I don't mm-hmm. think he sticks around after Rodgers leaves. I think he says, no, that's it. There goes yep. my opportunity. Maybe he can catch on somewhere else. I don't know what he decides to do. Hope he stays mm-hmm. in Green Bay for the rest of his you know, career. But we're yeah. going to see Crosby. We're going to see Lewis. And we're, we're probably going to see... You know, maybe even Patrick, uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, you've got uh, uh, a couple of guys in the uh, secondary. Maybe we even see the, uh, you know, a couple of the coaches decide that's it for me, too. You know, you look at like Kevin Green won the Super Bowl with the Packers there, stuck around for a couple more years and then kind of just said that's enough. That was for our me. linebacker coordinator for a really long time. I got to take a picture with that dude. Pretty cool. Long blonde hair down to his yeah, ass. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, dude, the kicker that's on the – so just in case people don't know, and I'm sure, you know, people that listen to the podcast are very familiar with the Packers and, and pretty entrenched, but the backup kicker, just in case you don't know, is J.J. Molson is who you're talking about. J.J. Molson, and would be fantastic because Molson is the favorite beer of all Canadians. No, it isn't. It, <laughs> it's not very good. I know it's, it's not. not. Very good. It's not so very it, good. I'm, you know what? Hashtag not a sponsor. I don't mean to bash your product. I don't like it. Simple as that. I, you know what though? I'm a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of a picky uh, drinker when it comes to beers though. You know, those guys, they get all the different craft beers and this was, this one's peach and this was blueberry and this one's, I don't do that shit. I don't do that. I, I like this type of beer. That's it. I'm having that. If you don't have that, I'll have a whiskey or vodka, please. I can't find my full sale brewing sessions, dude. I, crazy. It is, I actually had total wine. So now I am a concierge, whatever. Like I was like, fuck it. I'm going to pay. And I paid for the membership with those dudes. And I was like, there were three cases that they had at some distributor somewhere. Something is like, we'll get it for you. Great. Call it. Nope. They're sold out. So they called the brewery and they said, it's a logistics thing. They're like, it's not us. The distributor, like we have beer. The distributors can't get it out to people. And I'm like, well, how the fuck can you be a brewery and survive without getting that stuff out? So full sale, call me. I'll send some trucks up there and I'll help you get it down here, buddy. Don't worry. About I have it. a couple of trucks. I have yeah. a couple of trucks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do their logistics for them. But the guy told me, he's like, we're working on it. And once a week, the dude calls me. He's like, still working on it, man. I'll get you your beer. I was like, I don't want three. Whatever you find, you tell me how many you got. If it's 20, then it's fucking 20. I don't care. You get me yeah. all of the sessions. that, And then I just can't fucking slam them all the time. And they're just going to be my Sunday beers. You know, I can't be my uh, everyday beer now, which sucks because – I just, I can't find a good beer to supplement it. Like they're good. Like beer's good, but it's not that where it's like, Oh, this is the best fucking thing that's going down my gullet right now. It just, it sucks. Yeah. See, and you know, and, and, and and people are probably going to wince or whatever, but you know what my favorite beer is, is Miller lights in cans that have been sitting in the cooler and you're at the lake and then you go and you reach under the ice and you pull one out from underneath the ice. Oh my God. I mean, I, I barely even, I just open my throat and just write yep. down those, uh, those ice cold like that are just fantastic. I absolutely yeah. Miller light Miller light is my, is the water that I usually drink in terms of American lagers. That's the one that I like. Yep. I know. Miller it's, nice. Good. it's nice because I like Miller genuine draft, but after like two or three Miller genuine drafts, you feel like you've eaten a, like a large sandwich or something. Yep, you, you know what I mean? Like I can't yep. get any more beer in there. Right. And the Miller lights, you can have six or seven of those and not feel that way. 
or 26. <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever. You know, yeah. Or go through three two fours in 24 hours. You know, whatever. Yeah, or, or one per hour per degree that it's above 80 degrees, you know? So if it's oh. 98, you have an 18 pack, period. That's kind of my rule. And yeah. whatever degree over 80, I add, it's it's a beer per that day. So if it's 112, oh. see, then you're having a 32 pack. <laughs> that they, just evaporate, gotta, they just evaporate off anyway. I don't want to make a prediction for uh, this Sunday yet because we've still got uh, Jair, Zadarius, and uh, Bakhtiari that are- Box already are, been ruled out. Has he already been ruled out? Holy yep. crap. He's already ruled how out. Long, how long is he going to sit? Has he come back at all this year? Now, and so. here's the here's the other part of it too, is we lost Jenkins the same way. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think we're going to see Bach. I think we're 50-50 on Jair. Uh, Zadarius also right now and probably 50-50 because, you know, the posts and everything that they do, you can tell there is nothing on the Bach camp and they somebody on the training staff or somebody like somebody that was not the coach made a comment that he's out and it was like, fuck dude, our way to keep it under the sleeve of whether he's playing or not to let the team think he's coming back or not. Like that kind of came out. So he's not playing like that's, that's of 100% sure he's not playing. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. The injuries this year to these key players and we're still nine and three. I mean, ridiculous. That I don't understand fantastic. it. I don't understand it. It shouldn't be. It's just like when we won the Super Bowl. We shouldn't be where we are, but we keep finding ways to win. You know? So what do you think? You think the run game gets cranked up? I know that we're going to see uh, Montgomery. We're going to see a triple dose of Montgomery. I have him on my fantasy uh, team, and he kicks ass every week. He goes out there 23, 28 points, no problem for uh, Montgomery, right? So I think he's going to go out there and they're going to use him just like they use him. And he's going to get himself his fair share, probably a touchdown or maybe even two touchdowns, one running, one catching type deal. I don't think they're going to hit 10. I think they're going to hit 10 points, man. Like I just, I don't think Fields is a good quarterback right now. I don't. I think they had a better shot with Andy Dalton. I think they probably, but there's something going on with Dalton, obviously, because they're going to start Fields. I just, I don't think they get 10 points. And look, man, I, I almost called that game um, last week, you know, with not, not our game, but I was extremely concerned about the Patriots and the Bills with that game. You know, I just thought the cold Mac Jones isn't going to be able to throw the ball. So what did they do? They ran the shit out of the ball. And I think yeah. that's kind of the same approach that the Bears are going to have with us. They saw that and they're like, well, maybe we can do that to these guys. Um, Campbell's still on the COVID list. I haven't seen him get activated or anything like that. So we'll see. No, they can't, be they can't till Friday. They can't till okay. Friday, but they said he's good to go. He's asymptomatic. He's fine. He's just okay. sitting. So he's critical. Is he not? Yeah. Him? Yeah. Barnes should be able to hold that down. And Fields is not going to be able to run around because he's not going to want to take a shot, dude. He's got I think we're going to see a ribs. lot of the. I think we're going to see a lot of the uh, three-man technique there. We're going to see Kiki, Clark, and uh, Slayton quite a bit in the yep. middle. Yep. I think I we're going to see that a little bit more, especially with uh, Stokes. I mean, who have they got other than Robinson and Mooney? And Mooney's the guy that Justin Fields loves to go to. So if we put Stokes on Mooney, it's going to be a long day. 
it's going to be Cole Komet in the middle again, but the way that Campbell's been covering, I think he'll get some, he'll probably be four for 64 or something like that. You know, he'll get his yards. There's, the there's always a tight field. end in the middle. There's always, always a tight end. In the always, middle. Man. It, 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 man. It, it always just completely and utterly baffles me. There's always a tight end open in the middle. Yeah. Well, up until we see the full injury report, we see who comes back, who doesn't. But at this point, I just, I feel that this is because of the line with Vegas, they're getting people to bet that the, that it's a high number, but not such a high number where they're expecting a blowout, but it's enough to put the money on the bears to put some money on the bears. And then I think that line's going to shift, but I think it's going to be 35 to 10, 34 to 13. It's going to be an ass whooping. I, I genuinely believe it's going to be an ass whooping. Wow. Okay. You heard it here, folks. Uh, shout out before we go, uh, Jim Morrison's birthday today. Happy birthday, Lizard King, which then brings me to my next uh, and final segment, Alan Lazar, the Lizard King. Mm -hmm. what, what are we going to expect to see from him this week? Is he in? Is he out? What's I think that MVS with the 22% target share the last two weeks, he, he had 19 targets the last two yeah. games we played. Yeah. So it's a lot of MVS. He needs to start. And it's nice that he's that deep threat, but it seems like on those intermediate routes, he's starting to do a little bit. I think EQ's the three. I think they're going to use Lazard in running downs early downs, but when it's time where it's third and four, third and six, and we're going to pass the ball, we're going to see a lot of MVS. I think he's going to be the two, man. I'm not Lazard is a big body dude who is not using his big body other than the block, which is critical in this offense, but I don't expect a lot of offensive output from the lizard King, unfortunately. And I really was hoping he's, he's probably been my biggest disappointment this year on the entire team in terms of that dude that I truly thought was going to step up and become a two behind Adams, because he showed a lot of grit and a lot of flashes at the end of last year. And he just hasn't been able to build on that. And I think that continues. I yes, who's not healthy half of the season has come back and he's doing good. And I think he's a solid two. And when, I mean, he's command, that's good. 22% of the target share is a big number, man. That's in a fantasy football world. You're looking for that, right? Ones are usually in 27 to 30% range, which is right where Adams is. And now you're looking at 22%. Um, and that's why there's, and I call it the beginning of the year with, with Jones. I said, we're going to use him a lot as a pass catcher. I mean, he's, yeah, she did. he's yeah. number two, he's number two on, on the team in reception still, and he's missing games. So that says a yeah. lot about what we're doing. So I expect the regular dose of Adams that we're always going to get, and he's going to be perfectly fine. More Dylan from behind the quarterback. There's a couple guys on Twitter that have been saying the same thing. Like, why are you not giving him a running head start I, before you hand him the ball? It's so just, it's not it, just it you, buddy. It's not just it you. It drives me insane. I yeah. get the premise. I get the premise of moving a guard or pulling a tackle or pulling a guard and, and trying to create a hole that he runs through. And so therefore that's a delay, right? Right. He, right. He takes the handoff and that just half a second gives that, the guard enough time to get across the center and double hit somebody or pop something open. But you need to make that quick twitch because yeah. if that, if that linebacker comes through, which seems to be a lot when we pull and when we mm -hmm. run from the shotgun, a line break, a linebacker breaks through 
He does make that guy miss. And a lot of times he carries that guy three, four yards. But when he's running from behind the quarterback and the quarterback turns to hand it off and he hits it at a full head of steam, he's getting six, seven, and eight yards. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need to do. And it's just just like the like the, the Patriots did there. Every single time they came off the ball, they were smashing the defense in the face. That's right. Smashing the defense in the face. I mean, look what we did to the Rams. It got to the point where, I mean, they were just like, well, we're going to call this play. That one worked. This one. That one worked. This one. That one worked. I mean, we ran a 15-play drive just to get to the 50-yard line, for crying out loud. It was it was brilliant. It was yeah. brilliant. And this is exactly how you diminish that defense, and that's by crush, 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 crush. Stop putting Dylan in the shotgun and running from there as your template. Have him behind. Maybe have Daphne get out in front of him. You know, maybe give him another tight end that would chip or something. You know, put him on, put Mercedes Lewis out there. I want to see the double dose of Dylan. If we're That's not the twelve use personnel that we talk about, man. That's twelve yeah. personnel right there, and twelve personnel is not necessarily run out of the shotgun. It's run from out of center for the most part, where you have two tight ends helping block. Um, and yeah, dude, I mean, you look at when you mentioned that with Dylan, I, I started looking at, and I put an article on Twitter, uh, from SI that was really interesting, just in terms of just really interesting stats. And I was like, why is it that we look so good when we run the ball and why we dominate it, dominate time of possession and all of this, you know why? Because when you run it and you get four yards and you get four yards on third and short. We are the best team in the NFL on third and short on third and one. We've converted 93.3% of the time. The league average is 70.6. Why? Because it's stay in front of the chains. They always stay same front of the chains. That's exactly what running Dylan and rolling Jones and doing that at the, on the early downs, as opposed to pass, 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 third and 10, third and eight, third and six, because your probability of converting on third down, it's critical. We are one of the best third down teams these last yeah. few weeks, and that's why we're winning. When we lose, guess what? We're one of the worst. And when we run the ball, there's much less yardage to have to take up, and you know Dylan's going to fall forward for three yards. Regardless of Every what time. happens, it's three yards. You Every do time. that three times, you're – I mean <sighs> – that's it. Yeah. You're good. 3.6 yards is a first down every time you run it. And I understand you need, but obviously, and the brilliant Bill Belichick showed everybody that you don't need to pass the fucking ball and your quarterback can be one for three yeah. on the day for with zero fucking yards and yep. you can win a game. Why? Yeah. Because as long as you stay ahead of the chains, you can still be deceit. You Instead of being deceitful and play action for a long bomb, you can fake a, a pass and run the ball. It works both ways. And I think they understand that the way that you, they played cover two against them. That's what the bills do. That's what every team in the NFL is doing. How do you beat a cover two? You run the fucking ball down their throat. Yeah. And I Absolutely. expect us to do that. I expect us to do it again, buddy. Brilliant. We have a great show uh, coming up on uh, Saturday. Yeah. We're going to do a uh, all female round table packers twitter female round table i'm excited got a couple of big names handful of regulars on there of course uh, uh amy's and uh, uh hales is going to join us of course and uh we've got a few either i don't even want to let the cat out of the bag there's some surprises let's not say anything there's a yeah. few surprises on there you might want to yeah. tune into that one on saturday it's yeah. going to be fantastic bruce and i are going to moderate we're just going to let these you know what and this is the the beauty part about sport right is that like they have 
some really great opinions and comments and insight. I mean, like, for instance, just one of them, we'll just mention one and then we'll, we'll get off the topic, but Amy will tell you anything you need to know about these injuries, mm-hmm. anything you need to know about these injuries and how long it takes and whatnot. And she's, she's one of the, the four, the forefront that she's been since the beginning saying, Bach isn't coming back till later, much later. It takes much more time, much more time, right? And now she's been saying lately, this is about the time frame that you come. And we're watching this. We're about there. We're maybe a week or two away from Bach coming back, right? This is going to be fantastic. You guys are going to absolutely love it. Bruce, it is always a pleasure. You uh, enjoy that warm weather back there and uh, put some pants on. I Now <laughs> I'm going to walk around the house naked all day. We'll be good. All right, brother. Take care, man. Peace. Bye. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend. The end, it hurts to set you free, but you'll never.